The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Align and awaken with Mother Earth Rising podcast. Let's rise and heal together with me, Pippa, your Mother Earth healer. Hey guys, welcome back. I am so excited today because I am chatting to a beautiful soul, Diana Cooper, who I've wanted to talk to for a long time and I'm so grateful that you're with me today, Diana. It's fabulous to be talking to you. So I know the listeners will be so intrigued to learn more about you, your journey and your connection to unicorns for that matter, because I know I am because I am so in love with unicorns and I know a lot of my followers are as well. Unicorns are amazing and the way they're coming forward now in this great wave to take the whole planet to a higher level is extraordinary and the time is now. It is and no better time to tell everyone about your journey. I'm excited to listen as well. So where did this all start for you and where did you have kind of your spiritual awakening? Well, I came from a background that was very left brain, didn't believe in anything psychic, religious, and was just totally grounded. Uh, If you couldn't see it, it didn't exist. That was the background I came from. And then when I was getting divorced, I was totally at rock bottom. I couldn't see a future. I sat in a chair and I said, if there is anything out there, show me. And an angel came in. And it was a beautiful golden being, took me out of my body and showed me my future and actually showed me standing on a platform with light coming through me and told me I was to be a spiritual teacher. As you can imagine, this was a little bit of a shock for someone who had never had any experience of anything like this before. But I got out of my marriage, I trained to be a hypnotherapist, and I started to be aware of angels around my clients, but I didn't communicate with them or work with them. And then 10 years later, I was just asking for some guidance for the classes I ran, and the angels came back. And this time they said, we want you to tell people about angels. And I said, no way. I'm not going to do that. People think I'm crazy already. And they said, well, who's doing your work? Is it your ego or your higher self? That was a pivotal moment for me. I said, of course. I got out of the bath, put a towel around me, sat on the bed, and three angels stood in front of me and gave me all sorts of information, which became the basis for my first angel book. And then I worked with the angels, I dedicated myself to them and wrote books for them, whatever. And then 12 years ago, I was sitting outside on my patio, just typing whatever book I was writing. And I felt this pure white light behind me. And I thought, that's not an angel, what is it? And I realized it was a unicorn. And then they started telepathically to convey to me that they wanted me to write about unicorns and tell people about them. And again, I knew nothing. But this time I waited and the information started 
to come to me and they downloaded it. That became my first book about unicorns, The Wonder of Unicorns. At that time, the unicorns told me that they were looking for people with a light over their head of service. And then they would connect with those people and give them the qualities they needed to help them with their service work. But 12 years on, things are very, very different. And now they wanted me to write a book called The Magic of Unicorns, because unicorns can heal, they can help in so many ways. They are actually a great, pure white force of light and healing that moves round the universe. And out of it steps what we generally see as pure white horses with a horn of enlightenment coming from their third eye. And these are now stepping through and coming in a great wave across the planet. They, the wave of merchandising is orchestrated at a spiritual level so that people will see the pictures of the unicorns and automatically think about them. And that is the first point of connection. If you're thinking about something, then you're on that wavelength and it can draw to you, whether it's COVID or a unicorn at a much higher level. And this was drawn to my attention when I was out walking and I saw a child drop his toy from the pram. And the mother picked it up. As she did so, she gave it back to him and said, here's your unicorn. And at that moment, there was a great flash of white light that came through and touched them. And I thought, ah, that's how it works. They people see it, they're that moment connected, and the unicorns take the opportunity to touch them. And they can give them any qualities that they need. Unicorns can heal, but angels work with the heart. Unicorns work with the desires of the soul, things that make you feel contented, satisfied, or are on your soul pathway. So there are so many, many ways that unicorns can help us. And people see them sometimes as horses, but sometimes as a diamond or a flame of pure white light. Or they can also see them as a different color because they are on the pure white ray. And of course, there are many divine rays. And if the divine wants to draw something different to your attention, the unicorn may appear to you as a different color. So I think that the unicorns that are known as the purest of the pure are incredible beings of light. And it is just such an, a, a wonderful thing that they've come in now as we're approaching the new golden age because they are giving us the boost of energy that we need to jump shift into the higher consciousness that we need by 2032. And that's not very long ahead. You know, the time is moving so fast. Things on the planet are happening so quickly. The old paradigm is collapsing before our very eyes. And the unicorns are now helping to 
raise the frequency so we bring in something new instead. The new paradigm about love, cooperation, working together, working with nature, honoring nature, knowing that that is the most important thing that is is part of where we're going, actually reconnecting with nature again. Wow. <laughs> I've just been smiling the whole way through, just listening to you. Just I could listen to you talk for hours, Diana. Like I just it's because I I see the magic in life. And like you said, unicorns are more than that. They're just I've had the the honor of meeting my unicorn guide and they're just, they're just wonderful they're just all I all I felt when I was in that meditation meeting Napoleon uh, was just again what you said pure light I felt so loved I felt so safe yeah. and yeah I was you know mine had wings and mine was flying me through the clouds in that mm-hmm. realm and I felt mm-hmm. so so content and full of life full of happiness and then I channeled that to my physical life here and that is where I'm constantly feeling that here as well because I know I've got you know constant access to them so I know anyone listening will be thinking well how do I meet my you know unicorn guide so is there anything in particular that they can do apart from reading your books and doing your meditations? Well doing meditations of course will help them connect really deeply and um, as I say the first thing is to think about them The minute you think about something, you attract it into your life. But you can attune to them by by doing a deep attunement. I've got a a Zoom, which is a a deep attunement to the unicorns, which is fantastic. But, you know, intention, asking, all these things can help to bring that connection very close. And living your life, I think you can't say I want to be connected to the unicorns and then live your life in a third dimensional way. They simply won't come near you. Mm -hmm. You need to live your life in a fifth dimensional way with consciously living with the higher qualities. Then you have a light and they literally can come and help you with anything. But if you want to be connected to the unicorns and you have an intention to do good and work with them, a unicorn will be with you. Yeah, and I think that's the most important part as well is people actually think we have to do all this loads of inner work to connect to the elementals when actually it's it is about just asking. And again, I've I see it everywhere as you said, you know, the merchandise at the moment. It's mm-hmm. every shop you go in, there's unicorn little models and diaries and calendars and whenever I go in I see children oh look at the unicorn and it's just I just I just love anything to do with that the furries and the dragons and the the, all those elementals I adore and I just think even from being a child so well unicorns love children because their essence their Um, purity their love of laughter unicorns love all of those things and of course, so they are naturally, automatically drawn to children to help them. And so many of the stories I tell in The Magic of Unicorn are about children. I met this one, I talked to this little boy on Zoom after the, his mum wrote and told me this. They moved house. And he said to her one day, 
You know, Mum, I do miss seeing those white horses I used to see flying in the sky. Don't see them here at all. She hadn't even known he was seeing unicorns. But isn't that amazing? He'd always talked about angels, but now he was revealing that he'd actually seen the unicorns. You mentioned that yours had wings, and I'm sure you know that the horn of enlightenment comes from the third eye because they are fully enlightened, and the wings come from the heart center, and so they often show themselves just with the third eye open, but the Pegasus, they also have their heart fully opened, as do all these great beings of light that are flocking in now to help us on the planet, including the dragons that you were talking about. And, you know, I was communicating with the green dragon because they look after nature. They love nature. They understand it. They protect its secrets. And the secrets of nature will be revealed to you when you're ready. As you know, Every single plant, flower, tree has its own individual divine blueprint linked to the collective plan for the species, but every plant is designed to rebalance a part of our body. So if you have an organ that's slightly out of alignment, eating the right plant or using it in a way that's right for you brings your body completely or brings that organ back into sync and so your whole body is back in sync and of course that's what they did in golden atlantis to keep everybody totally aligned to their divine blueprint and we then became so out of alignment it often wasn't enough to use nature but now the frequency is rising so much again that connecting with the green dragons and connecting then into nature is amazing yeah and I love how you mentioned nature because I'm very connected to nature and obviously I'm a mother earth healer so I know that I wanted to ask you about your greatest memory to do with nature have you got anything in particular (laughs) I have got lots of lots Um, (laughs) I thought so yeah oh golly think of one I think that the healing power of nature is extraordinary um I remember many, many years ago when I very first started on this path and I used to bless my plants every day. And then one day somebody said something really downputting and rejecting and I literally saw a lock and chain going around my heart. And I thought afterwards, oh, no, that wasn't very nice, but I'm going away. I'll just leave myself locked. And when I was away and I was sending love to my plants at home, I suddenly saw them all linking together energetically, creating a a kind of power ball of energy and sending it straight into my heart and that lock just burst open. And I thought, wow, you know, they are distantly healing me. And on another occasion, I was walking in the forest where I used to walk every day and uh, I was just, suddenly as I walked, I felt this terrible, terrible anguish. And it was the pain. I felt as if a baby had died and it was picking up so much anguish. And then suddenly my whole body was filled with this pain. And the trees, they just all gathered together. They energetically bent down towards me 
and the pain went totally. And my guide said to me, you picked up the anguish of a family whose baby had died, and then the trees used that opportunity to bring forward all the times of loss you've had of children throughout all your lifetimes, and they've cleared it totally from your energy fields. I, I love that. Trees, um, my favourite. Mm. And uh, I don't think people totally understand what trees do for us because as you know every single tree has a quality and it carries the mm -hmm. keys and codes of that quality and if you are with that tree it touches you with those keys and codes for example people don't know why they feel better when they walk through a grove of beech trees i mean they are so gracious so beautiful but they actually do offer us grace they help us to find forgiveness in our hearts by attuning us to the wisdom of our past soul journey. This enables us to see things differently and it raises our vibration above the hurt and pain so that it heals us at a heart level. This is why people feel so good when they walk through beech trees. It's amazing what they are doing all the time for us. Yeah, and I live right in nature and I have a lovely dog, a Labrador, and he loves his walks and <laughs> and my partner and I, we walk three times a day and I just know every morning part of our routine is to go out in nature and we, we're present that is a key, you know, just being present. And I remember just touching a tree and I have a, I have a, I have a favorite. I, I just go and sit, I just go and lean against this tree. Um, when it's breezy, I just, I sway with the tree. And it, if I do it now, just like I'm swaying as I'm talking to you, it just, oh, it just, it just makes me feel so relaxed. So it's a silver birch tree. Because they carry an energy that um that harmony with vulnerability and this opens your heart so they are great heart openers they offer new beginnings help people to see things in a new way and they also love that fertility and because they're so gracious they're just beautiful i love silver birch trees and I'm surrounded by silver birch. Mm. And I, I definitely feel that contrast, you know, just being vulnerable, authentic. And again, whenever I'm on my walk, I'm just in awe of all these beautiful different sizes, yeah. different, you know, different different branches and mm. they're all spread around. But this one, I just, just how strong and tall they are and they just sway with the winds of change. And again, every single tree has a different quality and I want to really, really look into that as well because my partner is very into like forest bathing and he likes to hug the trees and he builds a relationship with them, which I think is beautiful. Mm. I wish everybody would do this. I remember I was out walking once and I saw this oak tree and it looked really, really dispirited. And so I asked it what it needed and it just needed to be acknowledged and I gave it a hug and told it how, you know, how much we did appreciate it. And, you know, I did this for a few days and that tree looked so different. I'll tell you another story. Again, I was walking in the forest and I was walking with a friend who was not really on this wavelength. 
But this fairy came up to me and said, tugged at me and said, we want to give you a message. And I said, not now. (laughs) Fairy was insistent. So in the end, I said to my friend, look, I've got a fairy here and she's got a message. She wants me to do something. And this lady, she just, she stood back. She said, she said, okay, that's fine. And um, the fairy said, I need you to bring the violet flame down through this tree. It was a fir tree in front of us. And so I did that, closed my eyes, brought it right down through the roots, saw it going through the roots, going through all the roots of all the trees in that part of the forest and doing its work. And afterwards, my guide said to me, that was, your friend was with you because she needed that violet flame as well. But it's done a huge amount of good for the trees in that part of the forest and then through the root system they send it to the trees around the whole world and since then when I go out I just bring the violet flame or the gold and silver violet flame the Mahatma energy the Christ light any energy that feels right through a tree into its roots and sense or watch it spreading everywhere in the area And if enough people did this, we would change things. Nature would be able to regenerate in a way that would be amazing. I was also, I was looking at one of my books about animals and um, the Archangel Guide to the Animal World, because I knew you were going to ask me about nature. And so I just looked up chestnut trees because, of course, chestnut trees have been losing their leaves. They had this moth attacking them. And the horse chestnut is about qualities of playfulness. That's why they have conkers. They encourage lightheartedness and innocence. And humans and trees are very, very symbiotically connected, as you know. And now children are spending their time on computers. They are not. They're on their screens all the time. They're not playing with the trees. They're not climbing trees. And this has weakened the chestnut trees because they no longer have that relationship. And that weakening has allowed them to be attacked by this leaf miner. And this is why they have, this is the spiritual reason why they haven't been able to, well, survive properly and are going at the moment. It makes me feel sad because I just want to go out and give them loads of hugs and just tell them that they're going to be okay but you know you're sitting in your office and you're visualizing the trees and you're bringing the energy down through them it makes a huge difference to them yes and I want to just touch on what I've just been channeling a lot of this week because I've been focusing on trees a lot and seeds as well Mm. my last episode was about planting seeds in your own life Mm. and I just wanted to make a you know point to the listeners that the trees and you and every living thing, and you'll know this, Diana, we're all connected by the same energy. So when you're actually giving, giving is the word to these trees, you're actually receiving it as well. Yeah. And it it's, it's, it's benefiting both of you. So again, it's giving to every part of life. And that's what I really want to help people understand is that, you know, being out in nature has that connection and 
it's just reconnecting every day and that you know that tree will send you so much gratitude and even the plant and the grass and the animals you know I feed the birds every day my ducks that I have where on my canal where Mm -hmm. I live you know I I do as much as I can for animals because I know that they need it and they feel it and I have a really special connection with animals and everyone knows that because again it's I give because I know I'm they're a part of me and I'm a part of them absolutely I mean that's just 100% true we are all each other and if we could only recognize that we we would just treat everybody differently oh it'd just be wonderful Mm -hmm. it would just be wonderful I do I visualize a world like that very soon one day and it's people yeah you know we are moving towards peace and happiness and hope I mean I don't know if you've seen it, but I've got put out the pilot for a documentary about unicorns. It's on my YouTube channel. And I've interviewed various people who have had seen the unicorns. And every case, the message the unicorns has been hope. We are moving into something so much better. Everything is going to be all right. And I just think that is so powerful. Mm. It is, and it's moving from despair to hope because at the minute the, there's a lot of souls in despair. Yeah. But we, the opposite to despair is hope, and there is always hope. Always, hope is one of the big messages that the universe that the unicorns are bringing in now. Because mm-hmm. everybody, when they're going through an initiation, as the whole planet is right now, has to go through all their stuff, and then they come out on the other side into something much better than they've ever imagined and that's what's happening for us now and so I think the task of all light workers is to keep reminding people of this yes it is and it's again it's the spreading of the energy and the word because we have to keep it's setting the example as well you know if if Chris and I are out on walks my partner people watch us and we're like yep well this is what we do because we love doing this (laughs) and because it's part of our our daily practice and we love it but I wanted to ask you Diana because I love asking people the same obviously their questions because every answer is different have you any tips for the listeners on how they can heal themselves with nature physically emotionally or spiritually wow um I think the main thing to do is connect with nature even if it's only touching a leaf because every single thing we need for our health and well-being is found in nature. And when you start to make that connection, it gets bigger and bigger. And we can make a difference to nature, but nature supports us, heals us, makes a huge difference to us. And of course, every single time you go for a walk, if you connect to the highest, you just bring the energy through you and you are leaving golden footsteps wherever you go. And I think that that's the greatest way we can help Mother Earth at the moment. Yeah, that's amazing because I was about to ask you about what can we do to help Mother Earth rise. And I think, again, it's it's that connection to, to, to Mother Earth herself mm-hmm. because she needs that, you know, and we need that as much as she does. And I I, do, I just believe when we heal ourselves, we heal the world. And, yeah, you know, I said it the healing the healing process isn't a daily, it's not going to happen over, overnight. I believe a healing journey is until we transition. And again, 
we can never have too much love. We can never have too much compassion. We can never have too much, you know, whatever emotion, there's enough for everyone. And that abundance is, look in nature, the abundance is all there. It's just, it's constant. Absolutely. And um, we will receive abundance when we are totally connected to nature. It's one of the lessons that the COVID has brought us. You have time now, space, go out into nature and connect and people have been doing this people have been going in droves to their local places that they've never walked before I remember I used Mm. to see my neighbors I'd never saw them or heard the children laughing and I kept meeting them out in the meadows climbing trees doing things that they never normally did reconnecting yeah, it's. I think that's why COVID's been a blessing for the world because it's it's kept us indoors, and now all we want to do is be out in nature. And it gives it. It a lot of people did take you know nature for granted. We we we've all had a part to play sometimes in that, but I think people now are out there and they're thinking, wow, being outside smells different. Mm-hmm feels different and we have to appreciate it because again something like covid can easily hit the world at any point and we have to be out in nature to appreciate actually what nature went through when humans were behind closed doors Uh it actually gave the whole world an opportunity to regenerate the natural world yeah and and that was so needed it was it was so beautiful to see the animals coming out into places where humans will be. I was smiling so much. The dolphins in the Venice River. Oh, I know. And it hit the headlines. So people everywhere saw it and noticed that their rivers were clearer and there were more fish. It's wonderful. So before we finish, Diana, I don't want to stop because I just want to keep talking about nature because I love it so much. But is there anything else you want to talk about or give any other insights or messages to the listeners before we finish? I think every time you see a plant or a tree, just look at it and know that something is connecting with you, that there are keys and codes there that are connecting to you. I know the green dragon took me on a journey and to look at nature with different eyes. And I literally had the extraordinary experience of seeing the keys and the codes within all the trees and plants and the streams, everything, and the rocks, and seeing how it was actually just an amazing, amazing symbiotic energy that we were all living in. It was extraordinary. Yes, and when we open our eyes, we actually see that because... I mean, my tip for this episode would be to, when you do go out in nature, try to go without your phone. It's so tempting to go out and take lovely pictures of the flowers, but I think a few times a week, if you can, go out without your phone and just be present because something miraculous happened to me too and it just makes you realise technology yet you know it it has a purpose but nature is the biggest thing for us to connect back to because we came from that and we returned to nature too can i have time just to share a little story yes of course Um, i'd taken an orb one night Uh, an orb is the sixth dimensional light body of an angelic being it was bright pink and it was archangel chamuel the angel of love round it was mary energy in a magenta And next day I thought, I am going to breathe that energy into me and visualize myself 
walking in it. And I went out into the forest and things kept happening. Animals came up to me. A squirrel came and practically danced at my feet. A deer just lay by the path and I could have put my hand out and touched it. And an elf came up to me with some spirit children. And as they touched this aura of Chamuel and Mary, they literally came running into me and I held them up and their parents came and collected them. And this had been go they'd been stuck there for hundreds of years. One of them was a little boy in a, a sailor suit and curly blonde hair. And when you do that and you go into nature with that love energy around you, miracles happen. It does. It just, that warms my heart because I've had similar things happen. It's just that I think when you are connected to nature, animals see that and they recognize that and they know that one there, she's connected to me and I'm connected to her and they know that you're present and you're ready for that connection. And all it takes is a choice, guys. So all you have to do now listening to this is head out into nature. All it takes, like Diana said, is touching a leaf. It doesn't have to be tree hugging just yet. You can just touch a leaf but you will get there and it will feel amazing. So Diana, thank you so much for coming on today. I could talk to you for hours about all of these elementals and nature because it's my passion, it's my purpose. But before we finish, just let the listeners know about where they can find your books and where they can find you on social media. Okay, well, I'm on Facebook. You can get to that through my website, dianacooper.com. Um, the documentary and many, many other um, films are on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. Just look for Diana Cooper. Yes, I will put all those in the show notes as well, Diana, so people can just click from this episode. But thank you so much for coming on. I've really, really loved talking to you and I'm sending you so much love and appreciation. Thank you and blessings to you too. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will speak to you all soon. Love and light always. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries sharing their messages of hope, healing and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.